The Productive Woman, Episode 151. and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan, and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. I'm really glad you've joined me today. In this episode, I'll be sharing some thoughts in response to a listener question about how to know when it's time to let go of a goal. You'll find more information and links to other resources in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 151. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks and Alt-MBA. Now, Alt-MBA is the program created by Seth Godin for those who want to improve their leadership and management skills, but are looking for an alternative to a traditional MBA program. Check it out at altmba.com slash productive women, and I'll share a little more about them later. But first, a few words about FreshBooks. Now, this is an online accounting software that I personally have been using for over a year now, and they're offering you as a Productive Woman listener a free 30-day all-access trial so you can find out for yourself just how helpful and how really usable it is by visiting freshbooks.com woman. Now, the all new FreshBooks, they've built, rebuilt it from the bottom up, and it's not only really easy to use, even for a non-numbers person like me, but it's also full of powerful features that let you manage your business efficiently and effectively. The FreshBooks dashboard is just awesome. It's been curated to include the information that answers the one burning question for any small business owner. How is my business doing? No more guessing games on what's owed or what's overdue or whether you're in the red or in the black. I never have to wonder how my business finances are doing because I've linked FreshBooks with my bank account and my business credit card so I can see at a glance what I've spent, who owes me what, and what's coming up. And all this is in addition to features like expense tracking, um, storing your receipts for you, time tracking, and so much more. It's just a great tool for managing your business finances. Finances. And as I said, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to Productive Woman listeners. All you have to do to claim it is just go to freshbooks.com slash woman, and then be sure to enter the Productive Woman in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So thank you to AltMBA and to FreshBooks for their support. Now I want to get right into the main topic for this episode and it started with an email from a listener and I'm not going to go into the whole um you know content of the email but the bottom line question she was asking is how do you know when to let go of a goal and I thought the timing of this email which came real recently was very interesting to me because uh, we had a conversation recently in one of the current mastermind groups about goals that we've had for a long time, but made no progress on. And we were kind of talking about why that is and, and what we can do about it. So I thought it was a good time to maybe talk about some of this here. I'm going to share some of my thoughts, some ideas and thoughts that I got from doing a little research, but I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. And you can share those in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group 
or by, um, you know, going to the show notes and leaving a comment at theproductivewoman.com slash 151. So let's start, as I often do, with a, a definition, I guess, what a goal is. We've done tons of episodes. I'll put some links um, uh, in the show notes for this episode, kind of pointing you back to some prior episodes where we've talked about the whole, about what goals are and the difference between a project and a goal and a dream and all of that. The dictionary definition of goal or one, one dictionary definition is the object of a person's ambition or effort an aim or desired result. So that's how one dictionary defines goal. It's something we are focusing our ambition or our effort on. It's a desired result in our life. And it may be personal. It may be professional. It may be family oriented, any number of things. We've talked many times on this podcast about the importance of setting goals, about having a target to aim toward uh, in, in planning our day-to-day -day lives. Uh, we've talked about choosing goals that reflect our values and, and our priorities. Way back in the very early episodes, we talked about some of that. And then more recently in the Dream to Done mini-series, like episode 126, where we talked about turning a dream into a goal, or episode 129, where we went through how to apply the goal setting process. So we've talked about it here. Productivity pros talk about goals a lot. Anywhere you look, any whether it's a productivity podcast, a, a blog, a book, magazine articles, there's lots of, of information out there about goals, how important it is to have them, how to define them, how to set them. And so, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again in the future because it's, it's an important part of productivity in the sense of making a life that matters and getting those things done that we care about. Um, but what if we go through that process and we set our goals, but we don't achieve them? What if over time we're, we're not making the progress we want to, or, you know, honestly, what if we're not making any progress at all? What if it's out there? It's on our goals list. Maybe we've got a vision board on the wall. Uh, we have our, our goals outlined in our bullet journal or in our, uh, you know, somewhere on our computer, but we're not actually making any progress. What do we need? What does that mean? You know, I, should we give up? What, what should we do about it? I think really the first step when we're not making any progress on a goal that we've set for ourselves, that, that by definition means it's something that is important to us, something that we want to accomplish, a, an objective we had in mind, but we're not doing it. We're not doing the stuff to make it happen. I think we have to start by, by giving some really having an honest conversation with ourselves, so to speak, doing some analysis and giving a real honest look at why we're not. I think beating up on ourselves is not helpful. And that's what a lot of us tend to do. And I'm raising my hand there. I, I, you know, when I have, I have certain goals that I've wanted to, to work on or wanted to accomplish for a long time, but I go uh, honestly long stretches with, without doing anything about it. And so this is a process I've been going through, which is, you know, really part of the reason why this, the question rang so true with me. 
why, so why, if, if we're not going to beat up on ourselves for not doing it, what are we going to do? We're going to be honest and look at it and think about why are we not making progress? And it starts by thinking about where did this goal come from? You know, it's a goal that you've set for yourself, but is it really important to you or is it somebody else's goal for you? Or is it there because you think you ought to want to accomplish it? You know, maybe somewhere in the back of your mind, you think, well, a good person would have a goal of doing something really noble or charitable or running a marathon or, you know, different kinds of goals that we set for ourselves, maybe because we think they look good on a goals list or, you know, I not even, we're maybe we're not even conscious of that, but somewhere if we're really honest with ourselves, we realize that it's a goal that maybe isn't that important. Um, at the end of the day, it's something that we've feel like other people want us to work toward, but it's not uh, something coming from the heart, so to speak. So I think that's got to be the first step that you look at this goal and you think about why you set it in the first place. And if it really is something you, you care about, then is there another reason you're not making progress? If it's not because it wasn't really something you cared about to begin with, then, then you look for other reasons. Is it scary to you? Is it overwhelming? Does it seem too big and too unachievable? And so you, you find reasons not to start because of fear of failure. Um, do you have a lack of confidence? Do you think I, it's, it's something that would be awesome to do, but you're not sure you have it in you to do it. And so you keep not trying again for that fear of failure, fear of trying and finding out that, that it's just something you can't do. I realized a while ago that that's a big part of what's kept me from, uh, from writing a novel. It was something I'd wanted to do since I was a little girl. Um, but I wasn't sure I had uh, you know, the creativity, the, I don't know what to do it. And so I would find lots of reasons not to do it. And, and then realized, you know, uh, I, the, 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 the real reason I wasn't doing it was because as long as I didn't try, then I couldn't fail. But if I tried and discovered I don't have the ability to do it, then that dream is gone forever. And so that lack of confidence in my own abilities kept me from making progress until I saw it and I faced it and I, you know, overcame it by sitting down and and writing and just making the decision I was going to do it. But maybe that's, you know, maybe that's applicable to you as well. Maybe it's that you don't know where to start or or what to do next. Maybe you've taken a couple steps and then you kind of got stuck and you didn't, um, and you let it sit there for a long time. There are lots of things that we've, uh, we've talked about in the past in prior episodes, that dream to done series that we did and clear back in episode 26, we did an episode on how to get yourself to do the things you want to do. And we talked about some of those barriers that we run up against, but identifying them is the first step, right? We, we've been talking about this on and off the last few episodes about the importance of awareness. And that really is the first step to overcoming anything is becoming conscious and aware of it and then being purposeful about it. For a lot of us, it's the resistance that Stephen Pressfield talks about in his book, The War of Art. Uh, I recommend this book, even if you don't think of yourself as artistic, even if your goals aren't art 
related. Uh, there's so much good in this book uh, that um, he talks about resistance and he, you know, uses a capital R that comes up when we try something new or different. Uh, I'm going to share a link in the show notes for a short YouTube video he did about how to overcome that resistance. But, and it's worth, worth looking at. So check that out in the show notes for this episode, which again, you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 151. And we, we talked in the, uh, when we had this conversation in one of the mastermind groups recently about goals that we'd set, but weren't making progress on, we talked about how our brain works and how uh, this kind of goes to the issue of the resistance that Stephen Pressfield talks about that the, that the oldest part of our brain, the amygdala, amygdala, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, um, uh, some people refer to it as the lizard brain, but it's the oldest, most primitive part of our brain. And its prime directive is survival. And it sees anything new or novel as a threat to existence. And when we decide we're going to take on some new project and we've got this big goal we've set for ourselves, that piece of our brain looks at that new thing that we've not done before, that we're not sure how to do. It sees it and says, if you do that, we're going to die. And it's not even conscious to us that, that that thought is there. It's not put in those words, but it, it manifests itself in the ways we find other ways not to do that thing that we say we want to do. And so we have to sort of look at that part of our brain and, and be conscious of what we're doing to ourselves and have a little conversation with ourselves and say, you know, appreciate your, the care you've taken to keep us alive, but uh, it's not necessary now. I've got this, I can do this and let the, you know, the thinking, the reasoning part of our brain talk to the primitive part of our brain and get ourselves started. So those are some of the things that I thought about as, as that may come out as we take a real honest, serious look at why we're not accomplishing it. It may not be our goal. It may not be the right goal for us. And in which case it's okay to let it go. And we'll talk about that more in a minute. It may be other things, the resistance, the fear, all those things that are getting between us and the progress we want to make. But we won't know until we look at it honestly and give ourselves permission to, to be honest about the goal and what we're doing and not doing. One of the things I guess I want to say, uh, and, and this is in response more directly to the question of how do you know when it's time to let it go? Uh, there, it's such a personal thing. It, it comes down to if it really is your goal and if it's right for you right now, just because something's on your list doesn't mean you have to do it. That's the important thing to remember. The, the fact that you've set a goal doesn't mean you're bound to that forever. That's, it was your choice and you get to choose again every day. You are in control of the way you spend your time and your energy and your attention and the goals that you pursue. Maybe there's something else that has moved to the top of your list. And you, if you're ha get, having that honest look at the goal that you're not working toward, you may realize something else has become more important. Um, the one, one listener who wrote to me about this had 
set a goal of achieving a certain stature in her job, a certain uh, licensure, a certain, you know, degree type of thing. But realize she's realizing now that she's less excited about that than she is about pursuing a more artistic endeavor. And the, the important thing to remember there is it's your choice. It's her choice. In that case, it's your choice. If you're, you're looking and you realize something else has become more important to you than that goal you set for yourself, it is okay to let it go. Um, one article that I read, I loved, uh, and I'll put links to all these articles in the show notes because they're, they're worth reading as you're pondering whether to continue pushing forward with the goal that you set for yourself or, or whether to let it go and move on to something else. And this one article that was in, in Huffington Post, Said, the, the writer said, sometimes a fulfilling life grows from knowing when to let go of one goal and trade that vision for a new one. Savoring what you've learned along the way is the key to happiness. Um, so it, it, I, it, we'll get this, we'll talk about this more in a little bit. I loved that, that idea of just because you let go of a goal doesn't mean you failed or you it's you've wasted all the time that you spent pursuing it. You can, as he put it, or he or she savor what you've learned along the way, even though you haven't, you've decided not to pursue that goal to its completion, you've learned and changed and grown as a result of, of working, doing whatever you did toward it. And so you can be happy about that. The same author goes on to say, uh, this is, it's a coach who wrote this article in my coaching sessions. I have clients who ask when it's time to let go of a dream. I always say when it leaves your heart, um, he says, we can't force things to be right when they feel wrong. Your heart knows what's best for you. Trust it. And uh, the, this author gave some ideas to think about when it's time to let a dream or a goal go. One is when you no longer feel it in your heart. Uh, number two is when it feels like a chore. And number three is when you start today or start to daydream about the future. And I see the value in that. I do have to say, I'm not sure I agree with him about the last two, um, the, when it feels like a chore or when you start to daydream about the future, that you should give up that goal and move on to something else. I, I, I think I get the point there, but I would also say that nothing is fun all the time. That is one thing I've learned from my years on the planet. No matter how much you love it, nothing is fun all the time. And sometimes there some parts of even the most amazing goal have, you have to kind of slog through and you have to exercise some discipline and, and uh, do the work to get to the fun part. And so I, you know, I get the point of what he's saying there, but I would say, you know, give that some thought. Don't give up just because it's not fun today. You might be on the verge of a breakthrough into the piece that's really going to light your life up. So, um, you can also decide not now. And I, I do want to make that point just because you're setting something aside for now doesn't mean you'll never do it. Maybe now's not the right time. So we've talked about, maybe it's not the right goal because you, you put it on your goals list for reasons other than just because it was something you really, that was really meaningful to you. But maybe it's, 
something that's meaningful to you, but it's not the right time because of the stage of life you're in, because of the other commitments you've made, because of where your interests and your passions are today. Maybe you, you're not setting aside forever, but you're, you can decide I'm not going to work on it right now. Going back to my example of writing a novel, I started, I made a lot of progress and got a lot of words written, a lot of chapters written, but I deliberately, I, I was in a time when I was not making a lot of progress. I wasn't getting much writing done. And I looked at it and I realized, you know what, the two most important things right then, aside from my family was my law practice was very demanding for that stage in time. And this podcast and the things I was doing with the productive woman. And I made a conscious choice to set the writing of the novel aside for a few months while I, I gave my time and my energy and my attention to the podcast and to my law practice. I don't regret that. I, am, I you know, I'm not finished with the book yet. And maybe I would have, if I'd kept going along, but I, I made a decision to put the energy and the attention and the time I had into those, these other two things. And now I've picked the writing back up because as you know, if you've been listening for a while, things have changed with my law practice. And, and so I've, I've carved out the time I've resurrected that goal and am now spending more, uh, concentrated time. So the point of all that is to say, just because you set something aside for now, doesn't mean it's gone forever. You can just decide someday, but not now. And I do want to get back to, you know, the issue of, of finding that balance between pushing through just because it's on the list, which you don't have to do. You can cross things off your list without doing them. <laughs> you have permission to do that. Um, so on the, doing that on one hand, pushing through just, you know, kind of gritting your teeth because, well, I said I was going to do it, so I'm going to do it. Or jumping from one thing to another, you know, that shiny object or squirrel um, syndrome. Uh, it, you, you really need to be honest with yourself. You need to be really aware of why you're doing what you're doing. One scientist said in an article I read, he said, if we let go too quickly, uh, we let go of the opportunity to surprise ourselves and do things we didn't think we could do. I thought that was worth thinking about. So don't give up easily, but don't stick with things that aren't right for you now. Find that balance for yourself. And it, it really requires some self-awareness and some honesty with yourself about why you started, why you're not moving forward and why you might be deciding to let it go. Now, if you decide to let it go and you've done that consciously and purposefully, we need to be able to do that without guilt. I think sometimes we're hesitant to let something go because we feel like we're giving up. Um, we're being a quitter and that we don't see ourselves as a quitter or because we, we think other people will think something bad of us if we quit. And, and here's a hint for you. I think most people really aren't thinking about you and your goals anyway. They're thinking about themselves. I don't think many of us actually judge other people for the goals they uh, do or don't pursue. And I, I think we can give them credit for not really thinking about ours either. So it's not so much an issue of what other people will think of you for if you decide to quit. Um, but think about how you're going to feel about yourself. And again, why that matters. 
you know, I come back to as I was preparing for this and thinking about why we do that to ourselves, why we kind of keep something on our list and, and kind of feeling bad about not accomplishing it, but we can't really let ourselves quit because then we'll be a quitter. And uh, our identity is in not being a quitter and not giving up. And yet we're not progressing anyway. I, I just want to remind you something we've talked about before on the show that the goals you pursue, the things you're doing, the ways you're contributing in the world, those are all important. What you do matters, but you are not what you do. Your value isn't in the goals you accomplish or the awards you win or the things you do or contribute in the world. Your, your value lies in your existence on the planet. And I hope that you can internalize that and remember that. Uh, one writer said, guilt is an emotion best reserved for instances when you've actually hurt someone. And I would say it's very seldom that us deciding not to pursue a goal that no longer has meaning for us uh, is not going to hurt other people generally. This author goes, and this is a, a, an author named Kate Hanley, who wrote a book called A Year of Daily Calm. And I will put links in the show notes. Uh, Kate says, I'm all for keeping your word, but if the goal really doesn't fit your life anymore and it's become something you use to feel bad about yourself, then keeping the goal isn't serving anyone, least of all you. And I really want you to hear that. Um, if you're pondering whether a goal is something you want to continue to pursue and you, you're feeling bad about not doing anything about it, and you, but you're not giving yourself permission to let it go. I really want you to think about what she says here. And I'm going to repeat it. If the goal really doesn't fit your life anymore, and it's become something you use to feel bad about yourself, keeping the goal isn't serving anyone, least of all you. Um, so important. The article that Kate was uh, quoted in recommends four possibilities in, in looking at a goal. You can decide it isn't yours. We've talked about that before. You can put it on a someday maybe list, which is what we were just talking about a minute ago, that just because you're not going to do it now doesn't mean you'll never do it. Just set it aside and see what, uh, what, what you feel about later, you know, you can do it during your annual review and, and look at those kind of shelved goals and decide if it's worth pulling it off the shelf again. This article suggested that you consider what you'd tell a friend. So if you had a friend who was, um, asking for your advice, what would you tell her about whether to continue or not to continue? And, I, and I'll let you read the article, uh, it's called How to Let Go of a Goal and Still Feel Good About Yourself. Link in the show notes. Uh, but the way that it was described there, I just thought this was really good. We're, we're much better at being kind to our friends than we are to ourselves. Um, so consider how you would advise a friend who was considering giving up the goal or letting go of the goal that you're, you're thinking of. Um, the article also suggests that you think small. And finally, it, it says, um, focus on process. And so this article, uh, or uh, the author says, we may spend too much time thinking about goals. What matters is behavior. 
that's what gets us to goals. So rather than setting a goal to lose 10 pounds, you set a goal to eat five servings of vegetables a day and exercise for 30 minutes, four times a week. Maybe you'll lose weight and maybe you won't, but you'll definitely feel be healthier. And that should have been the motivation to lose weight in the first place. So this was, that's a quote uh, paraphrase quote, I guess, from, from this article, how to let go of a goal and still feel good about yourself. And I thought that was really good. Um, one other thing, don't, um, don't hang on just because you've invested a lot of time or money up to this point, just because you've done that, because you've spent time or money pursuing a goal doesn't mean you should keep going at it. If it no longer serves you or fits with who you are today, we change over time. We grow, our priorities may shift a little bit and our life circumstances may change. And, and those are worth considering, as you decide whether to let a goal go, I still have to come back to if you're just feeling bad about it all the time, about it being there and not doing anything about it, then either, you know, make a decision today that you're either going to take a step toward that goal today or tomorrow at the latest, or you're going to set it aside indefinitely but that you're not going to keep beating yourself up about it. I touched on some of this back in episode 56 um, called Knowing When to Quit, and you might check that out. If you decide you want to keep going, but you actually want to start making progress on it, then there are lots of things we've talked about in past episodes. Number one, to break it down into small pieces. Uh, For instance, back in episode 136, where we talked about turning a dream to a goal, we got into the, uh, that was one of the places where we talked about the importance of breaking it down into very small pieces. In this case, what's the next actual physical action you could take? If you want to write a book, maybe the next action is to sit down and brainstorm chapter titles for 15 minutes, or just create a file for the, the book in Word or Scrivener or something like that. If you want to run a marathon, and you haven't done anything about that, maybe the next step is to buy a new pair of running shoes or research running clubs in your area. If you want to change jobs or careers, maybe the first step is to update your resume or make an appointment with a career counselor or sign up for a class at your local college. Find the easiest way in, break it down into those small pieces and find what's the easiest, smallest step you can take to make progress and start building that momentum. Second thing is to put it on your calendar. Make an appointment with yourself to work on that next action. You can start small, even just 15 minutes a day can help you start building the habit of working on it. And every small step you take builds momentum that encourages you to keep going. And finally, get some support. Now that might be somebody who actually will help you with the project or the goal you have in mind, or maybe it's an accountability partner that you need or a mastermind group where you can, uh, you know, meet with people that will support and encourage you and hold you accountable. Or it might be a coach specific to the area the goal fits in. Like if it's a fitness goal, maybe a personal trainer, or if it's building a business, a business coach or if it's a crafts type thing or an artistic type of thing, maybe a mentor with the skills that you want to develop. If it's a personal development goal, maybe find a life coach or even a therapist to work with you on it, but get some support in doing that. Those, those three things will go a long way to helping you make progress. If you've decided this goal is one you want to keep, but you're ready now to start making progress on it, break it into small pieces, 
put it on your calendar and get some support. The last thing I wanted to say is that whatever goals you're pursuing, be aware of your reasons for doing it. If it's uh, because you think you'll be happier if or when you achieve them, think again. Um, I, I we We all need to learn a really important lesson that if we are not happy now, there is no goal that we'll achieve that will change our happiness level. Because our happiness comes not from outside things, but from the, the way we think in our own minds. And so we need to learn that lesson that we actually have everything right now that we need right now to be happy right now. We can choose to be happy whether we ever achieve those goals or not. And if we don't choose to be happy now, achieving those goals won't make us happy either. So that's one thing. And the other thing that's important to remember is that it's the journey that matters most, not the destination. Uh, I think this is a lesson that I'm having to learn over and over again. And I've, I've said this before that I've always been sort of future focused, uh, very goal oriented and thinking about the next thing. And what I'm trying to learn now, what I encourage you to do now is to enjoy the now instead of waiting for someday to be happy. Uh, one article I read quoted a, a person named Ben Shahar who says, the joy that comes from attaining goals is temporary, ephemeral, fleeting. Happiness is not in the goals but in the process of attaining goals, it's that journey. It's the process of working toward it. That's where the fun comes. That's where the joy comes. Um, if you've ever worked toward something, um, and anticipated how you'd feel when you got it and realized how quickly that passed, that sense of elation, that sense of accomplishment passed, you realize the truth in this, that it's, that joy is very temporary, Happiness is not in the goals, but in the process of attaining the goals. And another writer said, I believe it's time we let go of outcome-based goal setting and instead focus on the process of living the lives we want right now. Letting go of outcome-based goals can bring us freedom. That's, um, that's from an article called one key to happiness, let go of some long-term goals. And it was from the New York times. I'll have a link in the show notes, but I want to say that again. I want you to think about this. I believe it's time we let go of outcome-based goal setting and instead focus on the process of living the lives we want right now. I'm just, you know, I want to let that sink in I, to me as well as to you. Um, I just think that's important that whatever, whatever goals we pursue, and we will always talk more about setting goals and working towards goals. I think they're important, but they don't, um, they don't take the place of enjoying the life we have now and living in this moment now. So what do you think? Are you questioning a goal that's been on your list for a long time? How do you decide when to push forward and when to let go and move on to something else? I would love to have your feedback on this because I certainly don't have all the answers. You can share your questions or thoughts in the comments section of the show notes, which again, you find at theproductivewoman.com slash 151 or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or the uh, community Facebook group. If you're not already a member of the Productive Woman community Facebook group, 
do join us there. We have some great conversations and I'm always getting great ideas and encouragement from the women in that group. You can go to the productive slash group, and that'll take you right to that page and click the join button. And I will uh, admit you be sure to answer the questions there, or especially if your, uh, if your Facebook profile is set to private so that I can't see who you are. I, we do get some spammy kinds of requests and I try to be pretty protective of the group to make sure that the, the people that I, that I welcome into the group actually are women who are there to be part of a community and to support and encourage each other. So if your Facebook profile is set to private, so I can't see that you're a real person, um, then maybe private message me so that I can, uh, and, and introduce yourself so I can know that, that you are a real person and I'll be sure and let you in. Um, I want to say a thank you to, I've asked at various times for folks to, uh, to give feedback on the show. I always appreciate hearing from you and, um, it's fun to read reviews in iTunes, which you can, you know, I, you're welcome to leave a rating and a review there. I wanted to say a special thank you to a couple folks who've left reviews recently. Um, first is Artie or Art by Beth from the United States says, thank you for sharing your insight and experience as you streamline your work-life balance and how to maximize your time. I especially enjoyed the recent episode on how to assess and review your business and life mid-year. Your transparent sharing of your life and business personally really helps. I appreciate the example. Thanks again for sharing what you know and what you're learning. And thank you, Art by Beth. I appreciate that. Um, Aaron Taylor Young from the United States says, I learned something of value on every episode. As a woman in the trenches of life, Laura McClellan is engaging, practical, and real in the help and advice she gives. I wouldn't describe myself as a productivity buff or anything, but I truly look forward to every episode. I highly recommend this show. So thank you, Aaron and Art by Beth for that, that feedback. It's and those encouraging words. Um, and I welcome any feedback, whether it's through iTunes reviews or an email or a post in Facebook. Uh, I, I, I want to hear your thoughts on how I can make this show better and more useful to you. Uh, if one of your professional goals, we've been talking about goals today. And if one of your professional goals has been to seek promotion or build a business that requires improving your leadership and management skills, definitely check out our sponsor, Alt MBA. As, as we've talked about before, this is an intensive leadership and management workshop. It's an immersive four week online experience that brings you together with other leaders in a variety of fields, both freelancers and corporate employees. And together you work on actual hands-on projects, applying the concepts you're learning while building a portfolio of work that demonstrates the skills and knowledge that you're developing. Unlike many online courses, the, the process that Alt-MBA uses has led to them having a very high completion rate. So if you're a busy woman or man who wants to learn and grow as a leader and increase your impact on the world, then definitely check out the Alt-MBA as a different way to level up your management and leadership skills. They're currently accepting applications for the fall session. So to find out more, visit altmba.com slash productive women. And I want to point out that in this case, it's women, not woman. And that's, so it's altmba.com slash productive women. And for special consideration, you can mention this podcast in their applica application and tell them I sent you. 
And also don't forget to check out FreshBooks and take advantage of their special offer of a free 30-day unrestricted trial of their outstanding cloud accounting service. Visit freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the productive woman in their how did you hear about us section. And thank you so much to Alt-MBA and FreshBooks for supporting the productive woman. Finally, if you're looking for support, ideas, and accountability in identifying and pursuing your goals, I'd love to help. Um, visit the newly updated Work With Me page on the website to learn more about mastermind groups and personalized um, one-on-one coaching. New mastermind groups will start in September, but I'm taking applications now. I fill those spots uh, kind of on a first come, first base, uh, first serve basis. As I review your applications and see that you're a good fit, um, then I start plugging in, uh, putting the groups together, and we'll start meeting the first week of September. So visit theproductivewoman.com/services to learn more, or just go to theproductivewoman.com and click on the Work with Me tab. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope there was something in this episode that you found helpful. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.com.